Hi, guys. Hello again. It's Cassie and Danny. I'm here. We're in the very clean, very organized podcast dome. It's decorated. It is decorated as all get out. There's wedding decorations on the ceiling. We finally have the lovely rainbow lamp that Kiana got us. There's batteries in it. I just didn't turn it on. But it's there. There's a bunch of flowers in the window. Everything's like real nice. I mean, it's yeah. real crowded. <laughs> There's a lot of shit on the bookshelves, but it's not that crowded. It's less crowded now than it's ever been before. That's because true. Because everything's put away and it looks nice and it's clean. And this is what we do for you, Kiana, when you're not here. That's true. <laughs> this is what happens when I have six weeks to fucking do nothing except meander around the house and talk to the cats. Yeah, make the podcast dome look nice for us and not you. And not you. Just kidding. Hopefully it'll stay this way. <laughs> Fingers crossed, everyone. They never do. Shut your mouth. Anyway, hello, guys. This is That Broad's Got Moxie. Again, doing some quarantine tales because we're staying home, staying healthy, social distancing. So we haven't seen Kiana in, oh my God, two months. Two months. Too long. Too long. Kiana, we miss you so much. Come home. <laughs> so, like last week, last week I said that this little series that I'm doing, it's like four or five women. I haven't really decided. I have four right now, but more may be added to the list. This is this series is called Women Who Did Shit I Would Never Do. And today we are going to talk about... A little lady from New York who did something kind of unnecessary, definitely weird, very dangerous. So yeah, let's get into it. Danny, do you know who Annie Edson Taylor is? Well, I, yes, I do, Cassie, because this is yet another person I suggested to you oh so very long ago. Oh so very long ago. Okay, I'm not going to click on the computer screen. Because Danny can hear it in her headphones, but I'm going to try not to. Okay. Annie Edson Taylor was born on October 24th. So she's a Scorpio. In 1838 in Auburn, New York. She was one of eight children in her family. They owned a flour mill, which was a very lucrative business. And they lived a very comfortable life in Auburn. She became a school teacher married a fellow scholar named David and became a mother. Unfortunately, her husband and her child both died from illness and she was just left very depressed and alone, which is a sad way to start this story. Yeah, I thought we were going to keep things I'm light trying trying to keep so things- well. Look, not everyone's life is peachy fucking keen. Sometimes there's tragedy and then people do weird shit like Annie. Okay, so eventually she decided to travel and just take teaching jobs and other miscellaneous jobs wherever she went. And she did that for like 15 years. Eventually she ended up in Bay City, Michigan, where she opened her own dance studio. Just for fun, because she wanted to teach dance. So she was like, cool, I'm just going to do this on my own. Don't know what kind of dance she taught. Tried to find out. Couldn't. Maybe just rhythmic dancing. There was a lot of undulating movements. Hip hop. <laughs> jazz. Da, 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 before jazz was invented. 
Anyway, Annie wanted to secure her later years financially. And she began to wonder what would be her future cash cow. Naturally, her plan was to be the first person to go over Niagara Falls in a barrel. Why? Nobody knows. Nobody had ever done it before. And she just had a wild hair. And she went, you know what? I think I'm going to be the first person to ever do this. So she had a custom barrel made for the trip. It was made of oak and iron, and it was padded with a mattress. Clearly, probably not a very comfortable mattress, because it's 1901, and mattresses weren't very comfortable then. There were a few hiccups on the journey, mostly because no one wanted to be part of a potential suicide. They were like, you're fucking crazy. I don't want to have anything to do with this. The first attempt was made two days before Annie's big day. A plain old house cat was sent over the Horseshoe Falls in the custom barrel to see if it would break or not. Contrary to rumors at the time, the cat survived the plunge. What is it with people sending (laughs) animals to potential impending doom? We, I'm going to take a hard and fast stand here. We do not believe in animal testing. (laughs) It's not safe or ethical and puts cats and sheep and dogs and roosters and ducks in danger. And I refuse to be part of it. But the cat survived. Thank goodness. Because I would be devastated if that's not how that story ended. Okay. Well, he's got nine lives. So... Maybe he Maybe survived, he used but he a couple. only has eight left. <laughs> okay. On October 24th, 1901, Annie's 63rd birthday. 60 fucking three. And she's like, yep, put me in this barrel. Let's do this. The barrel was put over the side of a rowboat. And Annie climbed in, taking her lucky heart-shaped pillow along for the ride. After screwing down the lid, her friends use a bicycle tire pump to pump it full of air, right? And then the hole was sealed with a cork, like she's a fucking fine wine, (laughs) and Annie was set adrift. The Niagara Lake currents carried the barrel to the edge of the Canadian Horseshoe Falls, and over she went. Rescuers found her barrel at the bottom shortly after the plunge. Annie was in the barrel <laughs> for about 20, the, excuse me, the plot, like, like, pew, like going over. It was like 20 seconds. It was like, boop, and it's done. But she was in the barrel for a lot longer because, uh, you know, they had to like row her in and roll her up on the shore and then uncork her. But Annie was alive and uninjured, except for a small cut on her head. After the journey, she told the press, if it was with my dying breath, I would caution anyone against attempting the feat. I would sooner walk up to the mouth of a cannon knowing it was going to blow me to pieces than make another trip over the falls. (laughs) (laughs) So not only did she live to tell the tale, she then said, 
please do not anybody else try this. I would never, ever do it again. I'd rather be blown to pieces by a cannon. She's like the original jackass. Like she. Oh, my fucking watch out, Johnny Knoxville. But you've never gone over Niagara Falls in a barrel. Boom. Oh. Oh. Challenge thrown down. That is. And that is a hill I'm willing to die on. We haven't died on hills in a very long time, but I'm dying on this one. (laughs) I love that. Not only was she like the original jackass, so she's like the original Johnny Knoxville, mm-hmm. but then came out and, like MTV, gave her own fucking disclaimer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> do please, not attempt this Please at do not try any of these sounds at home. They may result in serious death or injury. Excuse me. Serious injury or death. Because death is always pretty serious. Unless it's doing shit you never, ever should have done. Okay. After her wild ride, Annie briefly earned money speaking about her experience, but was never able to build much of a fortune. She wrote a memoir and returned to Niagara Falls to sell it. So she set up her little stand with her little memoirs and like would take pictures and stuff with people. Her manager, Frank M. Russell, ran away with her barrel And she ended up using most of her savings to pay private detectives to find the barrel and her manager. It was eventually located in Chicago, only to permanently disappear later. And we still have no idea where the barrel is. Like, it just poofed out of existence. Is it with Ava Perone? (laughs) Is it in France somewhere? Maybe. Maybe it's with uh, Matahari's head. All these things are just getting lost left and right. Everybody's just losing things. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Where am I? So Annie spent her final years posing for photographs with tourists at her souvenir stand, attempting to earn money through investments in the New York Stock Exchange, and she also briefly worked as a clairvoyant. Shrugs. I have no idea. It just... Going over the falls gave her some kind of clarity to see ghosts in the future. Annie died on April 29th, 1921, at age 82. 80 fucking two. I would like everybody to note that today is April 29th. Holy shit! (laughs) Oh my god! This is not airing on April 29th, but... Oh my god! We are recording it on the day of her death. We are recording this... Exactly 99 years to the day she died. Oof. Oof. That's nuts. Oh, I didn't even know that. All right. Anyway, so so she died April 29th. She's 82. And she was interred at the Oakwood Cemetery in Niagara Falls, New York. Now, there's something very special about Oakwood Cemetery. When she was buried, she was buried next to... The English daredevil, Carlisle D. Graham, in a little section called Stunter's Rest. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) Isn't that great? I love that in 1921, in this cemetery, they specifically had a place for people who did crazy wild shit. Like, maybe that's where... I want to say Obi-Wan Kenobi, but that's not his name. Evil Knievel. Evil Knievel. (laughs) 
I love that we've been together long enough that I knew exactly where you were going with that. Because hilariously, I was thinking about Evil Knievel before you said his name. I was like, man, I wonder if Evil Knievel, that's cool. Yeah. Because yeah. he's the only other fucking daredevil I could even it. name by right. name, right? Evil Knievel. Mm-hmm. Except for the jackass guys. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah. But I just love that they were like, you know what? They deserve a fucking special place. Because they were brave, brave souls. Or stupid. Or stupid. <laughs> a little bit of both. So, a couple of fun facts. There is a musical called Queen of the Mist, based on Annie's life. There have been two children's books written about her. And this was my favorite one. I was like, no shit. There is an episode of Legends of the Hidden Temple. <gasps> For all you 90s children out there who watch Nickelodeon. So not our co-host. Not our, oh my, menace. Um, Because she's a child. She was a baby when I was watching the shit out of Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah, yeah. She was toddling around and we were like, go Go monkeys. Go go blue monkeys. (laughs) Go green iguanas. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so. There's an episode of The Legends of the Hidden Temple that's called The Heart-Shaped Pillow of Annie Taylor. Ooh. Yes. And I was just, I was tickled by that. I thought that was just really cool. That is that is super cool. So, man. Hell, I'm even wearing my Hey Arnold socks you today. You are wearing Hey Arnold socks. I was all about 90s Nickelodeon. Amen. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Yep. It'll never be the same. It won't. <laughs> So, that's that for this week on Women Who Did Shit I Would Never Do. That's not the name of this podcast, although we could make a podcast called that. Because there's a lot of shit I would never do. There's even more shit I wouldn't do. That's true. There's some shit that you dragged me into doing that I definitely didn't want to do, but I did it anyway and I regret it terribly. Did we ever tell the story on the podcast of how when we went to Reno the first time... I don't remember if we did or not. I don't remember. But you know what? I'm going to tell it just in case. shit out of it. So this is just a little fun side story. Danny and I had been dating not very long. (laughs) Probably, maybe, probably less than six months. We had known each other longer. Well, wasn't it for Memorial Day? Mm. Didn't we go for Memorial Day? Yeah. Was it the first year we were together? No, it was the second year. So we had been together a little over a year. Okay. We went to Nevada. I got to meet Danny's dad and stepmom, Bill and Shauna. What up? Um, <laughs> very nervous, but they're great. But we also went to Reno, did a little gambling on the casino's dime. Hey, hey, because we signed up for their club card and then they gave us free money to play. And if you're lucky, you find yourself a machine that still spits out coins. <laughs> None of this stupid card ticket bullshit. Yeah. Coins. Real There's nothing coins. better than dirty, then grungy, clink, nasty. Clink, 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 clink. Money just falling out of machine. Clink, 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 clink. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, moving on. So we gambled our, our free money and then we walked outside and there's this big, huge, three big, huge poles, essentially. 
was like, I wonder what that is. So I walked over. I mean, I knew what it was. Danny knew what it was. It <laughs> she had seen times. it for many, many a years. So many years passing it when going to Reno, thinking, oh, I want to go on that one day. Oh, I'm going to go on that one day. Oh, that looks so cool. I'm going to go on that. And then that one day, we did. I, I got over that. I did no longer no, Danny want to go on Danny it. Danny did not want to go on it anymore. But I somehow sweet-talked her into going on... Essentially, it's a big 180-foot swing. So you get all strapped in. And by strapped in, I mean not really strapped in at all. They they essentially lay you down in a hammock next to each other, face down Superman style. They go, okay, when you get to the top and hear the da- you know, hear the bell, you have to pull this lever. So you go, chick, 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 like a fucking backwards roller coaster, up until you are practically parallel to the ground, 180 feet up. This thing makes a big loud noise. I pulled the lever to essentially discharge us. <laughs> and we proceeded to swing 180 feet through the air, plummeting towards the earth, all while Danny screamed at the top of her lungs like a little girl <laughs> and cut off circulation in my arm. <laughs> and she did not. We we swung back and forth probably, I'm going to guess, close to eight, eight or nine times. And Danny did not stop screaming until my fucking feet were back solidly <laughs> on the ground Basically. even when we were just just lazily dangling there just swaying in the wind and we're no longer there was no more danger a danger i was still screaming like a child yes she squalled like an infant the whole time but and in it my was defense i hysterical. think it was 182 feet oh okay <laughs> And I want My everybody bad. to know that I was probably about 20 feet when I was like, this is too high. Yeah. Too high. And I well, still and had another had, 162 exactly. to go. And then they had shit, like, as you go up further and further, because they're pulling you up, right? And But on the on the ground below you, it said shit like, you know, say goodbye and, like, wish you had your mom right now and you know don't be a wiener like just silly things that were like oh my god can't turn back now can't turn back yeah so needless to say we've done some crazy shit but going over Niagara Falls in a barrel is not on my to-do list (laughs) not on my bucket list not on my barrel list (laughs) 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 it took me a while but I got there anyway that's all we have for you this week. If you like us, and I know you do, go ahead and follow us on our social medias. That Broads Got Moxie on Instagram and Facebook and at Broads Got Moxie on Twitter. And if you want to, you can email us at thatbroadsgotmoxie at gmail.com. Thank you. Also, wherever you're listening, go ahead, rate, review, and subscribe. Give us five stars. Give us a review. Tell us how funny and great we are. It's so weird. You and I talking and not me and Kiana talking with you sitting on the futon just giving like peanut gallery comments. But we will be back together eventually. Until then, stay home. Stay healthy. Wash your damn hands. Big shout out to all the people who are still working. To the people on the front line. 
taking care of people in the hospitals, our nurses, our grocery people, our trash guy who is still doing his job. Like, if you're still working and taking care of this and making sure people stay safe and alive, thank you. You guys are great. You deserve so much more than you're getting right now. So, that's it. That's all we got. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Music by Sage Krenning. Cover art by Vinny Navarrete. Produced and edited by Danielle Barsanti. Side effects of listening to this podcast may include excessive moxie, zero tolerance for the patriarchy, sass mouth, excessive sweating, tipsy tittering, desire to stick into the metaphorical man, fear of cats, empowering women, clammy hands and feet, the inability to do math, lack of patience for the bullshit, thirst for knowledge, questioning the system, cravings for bougie chicken, vodka, and justice, and in some cases can cause death on hills.